At one point, we had six kids living in our home, and shortly after, a preschool with another 10 kids. There are a couple of tricks I've learned along the way to taming the toy tornado. Let's dive in and get you some peace for this new year. I know how hard it can be to live in a home that doesn't feel right. It's not your fault. You were never taught how to create a home that makes you feel alive. The key is inside you. We just need to unlock it. And this podcast is where you begin. I'm Tasha Cleveland. Welcome to the Listening Closely podcast. Ever notice when kids come over to play, they tend to dump out one bin after another like some kind of expedition. And if you look away and dare to have a conversation with their adult, within minutes, every single toy is on the floor in piles. You consider reining it in, asking for them to put away one before playing with the next. Sometimes you can win there. Sometimes they'll listen. And sometimes... Maybe you just need a conversation with another human over the age of 10 more, and you know the cost. When it's time for those kids to go home, though, you get a litmus test of this parent friendship. Does the other parent cut and run, leaving you to put it all back together? Do they quickly dump things into bins and then run away? Do they actually ask you? Where things go? Those are rare. Hang on to that, friend. Well, here is my magic trick for keeping those parent friendships intact and also keeping peace with dad, grandma, grandpa, the babysitters, and egad, possibly even your kids. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to take a page from the Montessori early childhood concepts for this one. Basically, their organization and expectations revolve around having things easy to see, identify, and having everything manageable for your child to do on their own. And if a kid can do it, hey, then the grown-ups can too. My favorite organizational tools are the following. Grab a pen and paper. And just in case you can't, I will drop this list into the notes for you too open shelves. Really, any bookshelves that are at least 10 inches deep will work. I have an entire wall of open shelves. Food service trays, the kind you get in Smart and Final. Plastic is key. We've tried the metal ones, and they buckle when carrying. And if you're avid clay fans like us, those trays rust when they get wet. The Trofast system by IKEA with lids. I can't tell you how much I love these darn bins. They were my Mother's Day gift one year and still make my heart skip a beat. Anytime I stumble across them secondhand, I really have to restrain myself. It may be an addiction. I prefer the wood ones and paint or stain to suit your needs because the white ones have a different construction method that I don't think is as sturdy. Get the removable bins, not the shelves. You want your kids to take the bin to the play space and be able to refill and bring back to the storage wall. Angled kids' toy storage. Just Google kids' toy storage and they will pop up. They look like two solid sides with just poles running across, kind of like a shoe storage shelf. 
These tend to come with brightly colored bins and are a classic staple of kids' storage. Again, all wood construction is better than the plastic or the melamine or MDF. So go for the wood, especially if it's secondhand, even if you want it to be white later, just paint it. The wood is easier to repair than the plastic or the other types. There's one thing about these storage shelves, though. I do not like the bins that come with them. I am not a fan of the cliche boy and girl color palettes. And toy storage is not a focal point for a room. You want them to disappear. So I swap them with the clear lidded shoe bins. I like the Iris brand. You can get them at Costco and they come in single and double shoe size. A row of hooks for dress up. A table with a chair that is their size. The little sets with two chairs are great. I've even used a nice coffee table and swapped the legs out with legs that are the length that I need. You can get those at Home Depot. You get aesthetics and they get ergonomics. Win-win. Now, let me explain how to use this whole shebang. The open shelves get trays with activities you set out on them or a project that isn't complete. Think puzzles, Lego creations, art projects. This is also a great way to homeschool littles. Set out an activity for them to do and watch as they do it on their own. Teach them to pull the tray and take it with them to the table to contain the parts, pieces, and mess. For larger toys like big trucks or a barn or dollhouse, those can go higher on the shelf and be accessed with assistance if needed. Ideally, everything is accessible by your kid, but this isn't always possible. Some of those big things need more space. The trays are for temporary use. I like to reset them every week. If you don't, it becomes a stagnant dust magnet. I know it's one more thing on the to-do list, but you are the only one that can do this part. Just like new toys have a luster, swapping activities on the trays regains that new toy appeal. And I promise, the return of happy kids playing will be worth your time prepping it. So the purpose of the trays is to set things on, like an activity, or store things on that aren't complete. Trofast and angled bins. Even though you can see through the clear bins, once things get dumped out, people forget what goes there. So they need photo labels. Here's what I find works best. Sort toys by subject and find the bins that fit them. Then have some fun with your kids letting them set up their toys for a photo shoot. One bin at a time, take a picture of the contents in an enticing way. If it's all curved pieces of a train track system, line them up in a fun pattern or make a circle, show how it's used. Take a pic and add the title like curved train tracks, action figures, city blocks. Use markup on your iPhone or use your computer later on to add those words onto the pictures or onto the border. You want the words to be very easy for your child to read. Bonus is sight reading practice if you have a little. For everyone else, you've got clarity and accountability. Print these photos out and tape them to the bins. You can laminate them with packing tape as you tape them on for easy cleaning. Now that the kids are bigger, we use our Trofasts for art and hobby supplies. It's really a system that will grow with you. 
We have tried many storage methods for dress-up clothes, and by far the best was a piece of 1x4 with cup hooks screwed in every two inches. Mount this to the wall at a height they can hang up their clothes and accessories easily. Hang a basket for play silks or other items that might get damaged by the hooks. You can also buy pre-made coat hook racks if you like, but we always had a lot of dress-up clothes and the pre-made choices didn't offer enough hooks for our collection. They were also pretty expensive when you add in as many as we would have needed. So for a couple of bucks at the hardware store, you've got yourself a whole wall of hooks. I am a big believer in keeping the fantasy and imagination alive in childhood, and I can't say I have ever found a young child that could resist our dress-up wall and becoming whatever their hearts could dream of. It is probably my favorite memory looking back at this age. My 16-year-old still can't resist this kind of play and is currently wearing the Christmas tree skirt as a shawl and has pronounced herself Princess Mayor. The laughter and imagination are never lacking around here. The last thing I like to use in a playroom is a timer. When it's time to clean up, make it fun. Try asking your kids, do you think we can get this all cleaned up faster than we did last time? Ready, set, go. Sometimes we play a song as the timer. It makes it more fun to do all together and race yourself. I still use this trick to clean the kitchen with my teens. Shh, don't tell them. Be a little silly along the way. Stack the hats all on your head as you race to the hook wall. Juggle the balls, whatever makes it fun. And I know that sometimes you will be the only one who is doing it at first. But then when they see what fun you're having, the grumps usually join in. But even if they don't, know that this is part of the process, the age of toys. And eventually, you will reminisce about the days that your kids played with anything besides an electronic device. It's not just about making this fun and doable for them. It's about doing it for you, too. I found myself so much happier putting things away when it was organized like this, even when it was just me doing it, because it was for me, for my sanity, and for theirs. They just don't know it. Now let's look at the whole picture. You have a room with activities that are identifiable at a glance, your child can see everything and reach as much as possible by themselves. Your child has a defined space to play on with a tray for small parts. Your child has a simple method to put things away by themselves, even when they aren't finished with it. The bin contents can be identified quickly and easily by anyone to play with and to put away. The lidded bins keep the dust out, so it's easy to wipe down and keep things pleasant to touch and play with. Can you picture this room in your home? How does it feel to you? How does it sound in here? What do you say to yourself when you come in? Can you see yourself pulling up a chair at the table and playing with them for a while? What kind of joy happens here? My journal reflection. 
Hard moment. It has been a hard holiday week. 2020 is certainly not ending quietly. You know when there's a breakup in your family, even when it's not you breaking up, it still rocks the whole ship? Well, that was our Christmas morning and every day since. I am so grateful that everyone is safe and healthy. My soul, though, feels shattered. Like, don't want to get out of bed, crying till my eyes are two little dots. Overwhelming sadness. Shattered. The dreams of what could have been and what was planned. Why are those always the hardest to deal with when something ends or plans go awry? The traces of what used to be found everywhere, a constant reminder. I know that the times in my life that have been the hardest are always the times I grow the most from. Oh my, what growth I have to look forward to. The strange thing is when we are struck with emotional overwhelm, we tend to cope in different ways, usually to escape our bodies. Sleep is my method. But instead of crawling into bed at 8 p.m. on Christmas night, as I was trying to, I put on a song and moved. It was interesting to feel my body come back to life. It was such a strong contrast from the moment before. The warmth from the space heater on my skin, the brush of the velour blanket across my face, and I dove into my body and listened. I heard my body begging to slow down, to feel, to feel taken care of, like only I could do. And so I did. Much love to everyone having one of those hard days, too. You aren't alone. The song for today is Carry You by Rule and Fleur. This just about sums up the heaviness that I'm feeling. And anytime I can match my current emotion to a song, there is a whole different level of music therapy that can be accomplished. Find this and all the songs I mention in this podcast on my Spotify Listening Closely playlist. Get the link at awakenyourinterior.com slash resources. It's also where you can download your own printable journal. And I will be dropping a new free ebook there on New Year's Day. My gift to you, let's get 2021 started out right. Today, let's focus on feeling the weight of things. The weight of your hair as you let it out of elastic and it cascades across your face and your shoulders. The weight of your arms when you inch them towards the sky. Feel the drag of your foot as you unfurl into an open leg stretch. Feel the weight of all of you and all that you carry in this world, and then surrender, melting into the ground, dripping and dropping down until you are one with all that is.
until you can feel the earth pushing back, knowing that you are not alone. I am right here with you, surrendering to. Let's see how this journey unfolds in your body. I will let you know how my body is responding to the music and where it is taking me so that you have something to go by if you get lost. But this is your body's journey. There is no right path to take today. Feel the weight of your world and surrender it to that which is greater than yourself. And on the count of three, we will press play together. One, two, three. (sighs) Taking a deep breath. And just sort of sink into your body. Slowly pull your hair out of its binding. Slowly. Breathing deeper. Still haven't gotten all my hair out yet. That's how slow I want you to go. Feeling the last pieces fall down. (sighs) Feeling the weight. (sighs) Dragging my hand across the fur on my floor. Collapsing over my lap, dropping my head down, and swirling around in a circle, feeling the weight of my head as it circles back. on my heart feeling the heaviness and sadness there feeling called to crawl onto my knees And dig my head into the ground. (sighs) Feeling myself push up off the ground and how hard that is get from the ground onto my hands and knees. Dragging my right knee towards my left so slowly, feeling the work of that, still not even meeting. Feeling called to rise up onto my feet. 
surrendering my chest open to the sky, rising to my feet, slowly. Feeling into my heart again. Finding movement on my feet, a gentle sway. And then feeling that pull, my knees feeling pulled to the ground and melting into the ground. And as that song fades out, keep melting, keep melting down, keep going down. Sometimes it takes me a lot longer than I think it will to get somewhere. And I finally surrendered to the ground, taking a deep breath. Resting my hands, palms to the sky, my feet in a butterfly, my back firmly against the ground, breathing, surrendering, rocking my head side to side. Breathing, feeling the rise of my belly and the fall. And in this silence, letting go, relaxing all those knots in my back and just breathing, being feeling loved and supported. <sighs> feeling loved and supported by all of the women that have come before me and all of the women who are here now on this journey. <sighs> feeling the strength in knowing that I am not alone. <sighs> Breathing and knowing you are not alone either. And when you feel ready, rolling onto your side <sighs> and eventually making your way back up. The soul work for today. Let's look at your current toy situation. How does it compare to the ideas that we talked about today? What is working in your space? What is not? What can you implement today to improve your toy storage and in turn, your well-being? 
pick one small thing to do today. Once that is complete, what will you work on next? Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know how hard it is when it seems like there isn't any to spare. But you showed up today. You put yourself on the list and I celebrate you. As you move through your day, keep your soul work assignment in mind. And before starting bedtime routine, while the kids are brushing their teeth, grab your journal and fill in the prompts. Keep going. You can do this. Know another mom who needs to put themselves on the list too? Please share the love because we are stronger together. Until tomorrow, lots of love, Tasha.